everybody, and welcome to Yah We Read It. We are hot, hot, hot into our ninth season. My name's Laura. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Maggie, and I am the other host. And this is our John Green season, and something that's really special about our John Green season is that we are bringing on a very special guest for each and every one of these episodes. Uh, this week we read Will Grayson, Will Grayson, and joining us is my partner, Nick Olson. Hey, Nick. Hello. So happy to be here. What an exciting time Yay. to be alive. Exciting time to be alive. Um, we all plowed through this 300-page book that's written by John Green and David Levithan about two boys named Will Grayson who cross paths and their lives are changed forever. I don't know if I could go that far, but like they just kind of have an interaction and th- things happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like forever feels pretty permanent in high school, so maybe right now it's going to change. It's going to be a memory they have in the yeah. future. It's true. They did make some progress, though, and I would hope that they don't go backwards. Yeah, yeah. So this book gets a little confusing because there's obviously two people with the same character. Um, I I would uh, think we'd all agree that we would call the first will that's mentioned Will 1, and then the second will that's mentioned Will 2. Does that sound good for everybody? Mm-hmm. I think that's really good. I know. I was thinking about that. I was like, how are we going to differentiate to our audience which will is will? Yeah. I know. In my notes, I just kept going will 1, will 2. So I think that would work for everybody. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. So I guess without further ado, wait. Also, I have to ask this before we dive in. Nick. You have read this book before. Yes, I read this when I was in high school, um, I think when I was 16, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm not a huge reader, uh, Hmm. but yeah, this book actually did it for me then, and it kind of did it for me again. Yeah, I remember when I first read this book that I didn't like it very much, so I was kind of excited to give it another chance. Meg, did you ever read this book? No, my John Green journey stopped at... Fault in Our Stars. So this is uncharted territory for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited okay, um, well, to figure out this. And a little bit of everything going into this episode then. Um, shall we say become Will Grayson's ourselves and dive in? What if we switch places? It's Freaky places. Friday. This book is, never this book is not about <laughs> switching places, which is kind of a bummer. Maggie said that to me uh, uh, like in, through text when they were reading it. And I was like, shoot, I really wish they would have switched places, but they didn't. Um, I know. So let's, let's, let's th- digest this. So we are introduced to Will number one, Will Grayson. And uh, he's just like a normal guy. His best friend is Tiny Cooper, who is actually described as just being very large and very gay. Um, we get a little yep. tidbit about how they became friends. And uh, we learn the Tiny's little extra and he falls in love very quickly and all of the time. So Tiny is now lamenting to Will one. Hey, buddy, bestie, I'm in love yet again. Yeah, I love that Tiny's only attributes are gay, um, fat, and kind of like Elton John. Like, it's like he seems like he's really <laughs> into being a fabulous gay. Um, yeah. Tiny has some other friends who are Will's friends by proxy, um, Gary, Jane, and Gary's boyfriend, Nick. Um, also, and RIP to be friends. named Gary in high school. That kind of sucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine? Um, Nick, so I don't get Will... this a lot. Oh, no, no. Sorry, go, go ahead, Meg. 
I was going to say, gonna Nick said, I don't get this a lot. And I don't think Maggie gets this a lot either. Um, is it weird whenever you come across like pop culture things or media pieces that have your name in them? Oh, I'm very used to that. Okay. Um, yeah. I was just happy it wasn't like some douche nozzle because usually Nick's uh, depicted in the media are, I mean, they're really cool like me, uh, but they're super overconfident and kind of mean to people. <laughs> there you go, folks. <laughs> Oh, Nick's are. I feel like Maggie pops up in in. I'm a child. I think in every single yeah, media. yeah, yeah. I feel like Laura's just kind of pop up in weird ways, and that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> um, but sorry, Maggie, you were saying that they are no, no, no. G- going out with Tiny's friends. They're going out with Tiny's friends. Um, Will's only friends are Tiny's friends, and Will doesn't really have any friends anymore. I mean, Will's like one of those guys. He doesn't have any friends anymore, and he boldly says it's because of defending Tiny Cooper's gayness, and we're expected to kind of applaud him for that. But he's got no friends outside of these people, and that is who he's hanging out with. Oh, and Tiny's also on the football team. That is a detail that is glossed over. Like, that's how... He we get to the third dimension with him. I think is that he's also plays sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're gonna go to the hideout in Chicago, which is a place that no longer exists. Uh, and they're gonna go does see neutral. No, I, it does. Oh, really? I thought it shut down. So actually, right after I read that chapter, I saw in one of my friends' stories that they played a show there just oh, two weeks ago. Then never mind. Maybe they just took a little hiatus and then they came back. Yeah, because I know they had that drama recently, so I was wondering yeah. if anything ever resulted in, like, any major overhaul to the system. But I, I guess it's still, people are getting booked and busy at the hideout. And speaking of people who are getting booked and busy at the hideout, the band that they're going to see, Neutral Milk Hotel, is not booked at the hideout. It's some other horrible band. Uh, and they're not having a good time with that. And then to add insult to this injury... Tiny gets dumped via Facebook status at the show and uh, immediately end of the world. He's crying. He's getting drunk. Will, one, decides he's going to be an ally and get drunk with his bestie and Jane's going to have to drive them home. Really sucks, too, because they went through all of this effort to get in because Will didn't have a fake ID. So Tiny stages this thing where Gary, like, punches him in the face and Will uh, sneaks in. So to go in and then see a Facebook status where someone was like, don't want to ruin a really good friendship. I think what Tiny and I have is really is really important. And call me by name on Facebook. Uh Uh-uh. Leave me out of it. Yeah. And also, uh, Will One's thing is that, one, he's not gay, but also the only girl that's paying attention to him, she's not pretty enough for him. So uh, he says multiple times that Jane has curly hair and she's fine looking. (laughs) Like, that's that's the entire, like, energy he has towards her. Oh, my God. That is so funny that that I completely skipped that. But for some reason, I inherently (laughs) pictured her as a redhead. So that's what my bias is telling me when (laughs) I didn't even picture that he viewed her as ugly. I was like, she's a redhead for sure. He literally says, like, you know, she's not really my type, like, a few times. Yeah. And, like, well, the first moment he's even saying anything remotely nice about her is, like, while they're on their knees trying to help Tiny's breathing by doing a pretty gross tactic of getting the snot out of his Oh, I, uh, I, I, I wanted to black that out. I completely forgot that happened. It, yeah, that's yeah. what they do. That's what they, they do that. 
Um, and also at the end of this like little intro to Will one chapter, for some reason, this whole like snot wiping, Jane driving them home, him getting drunk thing makes him start to think Jane's a little pretty. Only a little bit though. Um, and then we're introduced to Will number two, also named Will Grayson. Yeah, it's David Levin yeah. time. His will is emo as fuck. Um, he would not, he would not yeah. strike me as someone who would like um, neutral milk hotel. Maybe like angels and airwaves. Maybe that's this kind of will. I think I think that was still too poppy for for Will Grayson okay. number two. Definitely darker. He like uh, like nails. red jumpsuit apparatus or nine inch nails. If he likes music oh at God. all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a mathlete, so we don't know if he does. Mm-hmm. He is a mathlete. I know. It's kind of crazy. I feel like the other, like, one, I was like, okay, these are interests that I had in high school, like Neutral Milk Hotel. Um, I think at some point they said Dead Milkman, and I was like, okay, fun. Um, and then this will, I didn't really get what he liked. It wasn't, like, poetry. It was just, it seemed like being sad, being depressed. Yeah. Relatable. Though. Yeah, that's kind of his thing is that he's a he's emo and he's depressed. He has three friends named Mora, Simon, and Derek. Um, that we don't really know like why he's friends with them. It seems more mostly like just like by association. Um, but we also learn that he has a online relationship with someone named Isaac. Mm-hmm. That was like the only. Oh, sorry. Just like the only thing he spoke about not negatively was Isaac. Yeah. And he was really, really cute when speaking about Isaac. And that seemed like the only kind of light shining out under his his perennial darkness. Yeah. I will say, I thought the writing of this will, I was like, oh, God, as a depressed teen, and I think that teen angst uh, where your problems are so central to your personality, almost to the point where it's like, I must become them. I thought that was really, yeah. really relatable. And then also all the weird quirks of like being like, what are you up to? And it's like nothing, just thinking about a cow like farting out a heifer or something. Like you you would yeah. slip in weird things and now you'd look back and you'd be like, was I trying to be funny? It's it's not good. Yeah. I thought that Will was really <laughs> relatable no, writing. I, I completely agree. I felt like Will too was like, I went to like high school with people like Will too, who are very much just like, I'm different. You wouldn't get me, but I'm not going to talk to you about it and like stuff like that. Oh yeah. I was definitely a bit of a will too. And then I would always make it my thing too of being like, you wouldn't know this though, because I'm like the positive bubbly one, but like I have a dark (laughs) side and now I'm like, okay, calm down. It's, you can like enjoy life and still be depressed. Right. Yeah. You can have, you can have it all, babe. You can have it all. I know. Um, but I really learn <laughs> he lives in Ohio and they like, I am all day, every day. They so met sorry. online. They have never talked like on the phone or met in person. Uh, so something, something seems a little sus, but I think we all like, he is very much like, I know how it sounds. I know it sounds he's fake, but I can guarantee you he's real. So here I am believing will too, that I like, okay, if he says that he's real, I'm going to believe he's real. I know. I was kind of sus of it because it said Isaac worked at a music store and I was like, well, I mean, I guess you can have a job in high school, but I I thought that it's like right away you get off high school and, and you're talking to this guy who's working in a music store. Did he start at like one? So was he even in high school? 
I mean, he could still be that age, but I would assume most people would be in school. Anyways, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Isaac and him kind of hit it off. Isaac sends him really nice shit too. Like you make my life meaningful and all the scattered pieces don't yeah. feel scattered with you. And I was like, okay, beautiful. Yeah. And we also learned that they've been talking to each other for like a, a over year. a year. So like this is like yeah. a, a deep, deep, deep relationship. Um, but that's really the the first part of Will number two. And then we're back to Will one because these chapters are interspliced. All the odd chapters are Will one. All the even chapters are Will two's POV. Um, but in uh, Will one, chapter two, um, Tiny is asking Will one to double down on his allyship and come to the Gay Straight Alliance so that he can get funding for this musical that he has written about himself called Tiny Dancer. Yes. And Jane is also trying to get him to go to the Gay Straight Alliance. And it seems like he kind of has to because um, they're pseudo flirting online. She's like, you'll be the hottest straight guy there. And Will has these weird, insane rules of like, I can't be happy. Like if a girl likes me, I can't kiss a girl I like, um, which it feels like yeah. it's like high school is the time to kind of you're not going to see yeah. that when you graduate. Why not fuck around? I don't know. His entire out? like. His entire thing with Jane feels like he's so just, like, only likes her because she likes him first. And I don't like that. I feel like Will One's kind of a piece of shit for that. Yeah, I have yeah. Uh, a lot of opinions on that one. Because um, this is actually when I started to almost relate to Will One. <laughs> now, that being said... We take it all back. I, what? Yeah, <laughs> I very much dislike his rules. Because they're very much set up just so that he doesn't put himself out there to be hurt which is just mm -hmm. full of cowardice. And that's not how I played my games. But uh, the fact that he has this big will they, won't they with Jane, and kind of like you said, he's now interested in her because she was interested in him. It takes that, mm -hmm. that risk out of there. And that's what he's so terrified of, of putting himself out there. Well, he's not putting himself out there. He's only half out there even mm -hmm. um and he already knows he's like kind of safe but i feel like he's starting to let his own walls down which is where the cuteness seeps through and he's gotta let those walls down because at this gsa meeting will catches on that it is essentially the whole meeting is a setup on tiny's behalf of making him and jane a thing and he's and pissed will about it he gets really mad at that because he doesn't like jane he uh, he only likes that she likes him um, and he's like trying to call out Tiny for this being like, that wasn't okay. It wasn't okay for you to tell Jane that I thought she was cute because I don't. Um, and then Dude, Tiny is fumbling is the ball on every single like, because also he, Tiny is like, I think I'm going to go for Gary's ex-boyfriend, Nick. And I was like, oh, yeah. Tiny, you're too young to be a toxic gay. Wait until you're 20. Yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> Tiny said, no, no, no. I'm just the ripe age of 16. I can be as toxic as I want. <laughs> I can be messy. Yeah. Um, but is... they, uh... oh, sorry. No, you go. You, Meg, you go. <laughs> no, that's all I, I was mostly going to say that he is. He's just a messy gay. Um... <laughs> Tiny is oh basically not only hitting on Nick, um, he's telling Jane in front of everyone that she should also date Will. And um, <laughs> Tiny's like... And Tiny has... Of, he has... Oh, sorry. No, go keep going. I was going to say he has oh, the no, perfect solution for the fact that he's going to go for his friend's ex-boyfriend and that his friend is mad at him for trying to set him up uh, with somebody. He's just going to bring them all on a double date. 
easy as that. I know. Oh god, it's they're going so to the storage funny. room. Um, yeah. Right? Yeah. They're going there yeah, and they yeah. have to go to like this concert where it's it's a 21 plus concert and um he's like don't worry jane knows this guy Polly that you can go get a fake from and will goes and gets a fake after school with jane to go to this now double date and she does try to kiss him before they do that and it's very very awkward and jane is like oh i was given some wrong information and will's like yeah bitch you were um he wasn't that aggressive but in my head he was um but they give a fake id and they're like and they're like we're friends yeah, but that's yeah. also when he starts to really, I think, almost catch those feels or realize his feels too afterwards. Because as soon as she then was chill about not kissing, then he really was like, no, I am interested. I don't know if it's because he started to feel the hurt of her being like cool with it. And then he's like, oh, these were real. Or if it's just because now he wants something that he can't have. I love that we have like a a boy on this for this exact like relationship, because I feel like I'm so unwavering. Like Will doesn't even like Jane. And I love that Nick gets to be like, I don't know. This is where I related to him. (laughs) I was an emotional mess in high school, too. Especially when it came to romance. I would meet someone and be obsessed, and two weeks later, I'd be done. Um, but Will isn't obsessed. No, but it's different. He's, like, too scared to let his walls Got down. It. We differ, but it's the, yeah. like, high intensity of anything he feels, and then his, like, reasoning is so broken and self-focused. That's where mm-hmm. I related. Honestly, I mean, I relate to him a lot for there are a lot of relationships I had in high school um, with people who were pretty attractive, honestly, and I could have gone for it. Um, But I think mine was more so out of pure fear, out of being like, how the fuck do I kiss? And then I would shut down and be like, I can't be touched ever. So, yeah, (laughs) close, but not quite. Quite similar, yet different. Um, Speaking of similar yet different, let's talk about Will 2 in this next chapter. Uh, Because Mora, his um, basically frenemy, uh, because he's like, even in the first chapter we heard, he doesn't seem like he likes it very much. But she is storming into the CVS where Will 2 works. And she's going to ask him if he is gay. Just point blank, interrupting him stalking. Like, girl, he's working. He's got to make his minimum wage. Leave him alone. Yeah, he's kind of mean to her, but she's also very self-indulgent. It's just, it's kind of hard to watch because no one there is happy or healthy. They're just, like, dependent on each other for some reason. Yeah, and Mora will do the insane thing where she is like, oh, well, like, I'm just, like, backing you into a corner to try to get you to tell me things because who are you going to tell otherwise? You don't, like, trust anyone. And that, I was like, that is fucking nuts but he does tell her he's like listen i don't want to sleep with you just because i don't want to sleep with you doesn't mean i'm gay and she's mad and storms off um but also yeah she also asks about isaac she's like oh then who's isaac he's like none of your fucking business um and he lies about like isaac just being a friend um yeah he's like he's a character i'm writing what do you like that's it and she's like oh yeah Oh, yeah. And then she comes over to his house after his shift is over. Like, she does not let up. And she starts trying to, like, come on to him. She's It's basically like, well, if you're so straight, why don't you kiss me? Like, that's, like, the energy that scene gave. And it was very uncomfortable. 
I know. I was like, the fact that they shared poetry to each other and he would like basically write out like, fuck off, you're coming on way too strong. And she still liked him. I was like, come on. But the day ends well because Isaac is online. He's back from his movie. Um, Will and him are talking. And Isaac says some sweet things about how like he'd wrap his arms around Will if he was there. And they decide that it's finally time they should meet. They're going to meet on Friday. Yeah, and that's six days from now. So, like, something for Will to to look forward to and not be depressed about. Mm-hmm. For oh, once. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but now we're back with Will 1. And we kind of just get some little, like, blips of conversations. Like, he talks to his dad about his college plans. He talks mm-hmm. to this guy, Clint, who used to be one of his friends on the football team. But he has now since not been friends with him. And Clint's kind of egging him on about Tiny's musical and Tiny being gay and all of that. And, uh, you know, Will One's going to talk to Tiny about, like, how, like, Clint's being an asshole. But Tiny doesn't have time to hear about Clint being an asshole because he spent the entire weekend with Nick and he has to make that conversation about himself. Um, Yeah, Tiny does this thing, too, here where he's like, you can't talk to Clint, um, but I can talk to Clint because he's vice president of the student council and I need funding. Um, So double standards. Yeah. Yeah, and we also learn Will here also asks Tiny to not go through with the musical. And we don't really get why Will wants this other than that he's uncomfortable with like being friends with Tiny in a way. I think it's just because it's so against his rules of putting himself out there that just by Tiny putting himself out there, it puts Will out there by relation. Yeah, And I think it was you know, extremely selfish of Will to ask that at this point. We already know how important this is to Tiny. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is when I started to pick up on the trend that, yeah, Tiny does plenty, you know, very kind of egotistical things, but at least he is himself and he's genuine, which are all the things I felt like Will one needed to learn and get better at. He identifies his whole relation or personality based on his relationship with Tiny um he keeps going back and forth on should i have signed that letter that defended tiny or not and it shows like oh well he wanted to do it but he didn't want to stand up for it Mm -hmm. like it's just it's so wishy-washy it gets super annoying yeah will definitely has like a one foot in one foot out the door with his friendship he's always like i don't care that you're gay unless like people start to think i'm gay and i pretend that i'm cool with that and i'm not yeah yeah for sure because the idea of like the only reason i signed the letter not out of my own want to protect my friends but out of like a want to see that my friend is validating their existence it's like well i mean you know i'd want you to do it for other gay people too even if it wasn't just me like right i don't want you to stand up for (laughs) wait a minute there's a bigger picture here and it's like will is very much will one is very much somebody who can't see the bigger picture in a lot of things i think um, but it doesn't matter what he wants because the show has gotten approved and Tiny does ask Will to be in it to play the character based that Tiny based off of him named, um, Phil Grayson. Gil Rayson. Oh, oh yeah. It's Gil Rayson. I forget. It's Gil mm-hmm. Rayson. Um, and Will one's like, absolutely not. Um, but, uh, he kind of has to just deal with that. But Will one does learn that jane is newly single in this uh little scene too so that's exciting for him she Um, leaves him a cute note yeah she leaves him a cute note after he lends her his jacket Ooh, 
And, and so he's going like, to one-up the cuteness. Oh, yeah, he is. They're going to this concert, and in the note, um, she dropped his locker combination. And at the concert that they're going to tonight, which is 21+, plus, as we know, so he has his little fake, he called in to have her... Wait, is this the locker combo one? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, so he calls in that he's going to call in her locker combo. Wait, is it? Oh, it yes. is. No, it's not. Okay. My bad. I'm gassing <laughs> no, myself over here. <laughs> and Ellie, you're he, there. You're there, Maggie. You're there. I know. He wants them to dedicate this song that's like anus memorabilia or something. No idea. Um, yeah. To her locker code. And the band emails back very quickly. They're like, sure, which I think is so cute. Wow. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like, it's weird looking back on, like, it being a locker combination. I wish he just like really went for it. I know he's not the type of guy to really go for it. Um, Cause I feel like a part of him does the locker combination. So that way it like can like maybe be traced back to him, but he has a way out if it like goes weird or anything like that. Cause at the same time, yeah. I'm like, man, I don't remember like a single locker combination I ever had. So like, if I had to like now look back on that memory, I'd be like, that was cute. But like at the same time, I'm like a locker combination. But at the time I'd be like, Oh my God, you know, yeah, because you have, like, no memento from it. It's like, I kind of want a cute yeah. memento from Yeah, it's like, couldn't just gesture. be, like, just, couldn't it be just done, like, like, you know, her name and his name? That could have been, <laughs> that could have been fine, yeah. right? His and hers. Yeah, I think it is just very one foot in, one foot out, yeah, like you said. That and that's that's what he's doing, and that's what is partially so frustrating about this. Mm-hmm. Um and he's not even a mathlete. So, yeah, what's what's the affiliation with numbers <laughs> here? Uh, he, that he's just stalking her? Well, that is fairly high school-esque. And I don't know. Some people kind of like that. I do love um, the idea of, like, some romantic gestures in high school were just straight-up stalking. I was going through my high school agenda, and I had highlighted One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, the, like, play for that year, over and over. And then also show choir um performances and I was like why did I do that and it was so I would remember to go because I had a crush in it who I never talked to and now we're best friends but like in hindsight I texted him that and I was like I was obsessed with you (laughs) which is embarrassing but isn't high school cringe really funny that's high school Mm -hmm. um they do uh get hot dogs before the show on this uh forced double date that Tiny has organized but as they're walking to the show and waiting outside uh, and going in, they learned that Will One's fake ID is wrong. Talk about stress. It's only aging him at 20, not 21. And all of his friends are like, oh, man, that sucks, buddy. We'll see you after the show. Um, and also Will does offer that. He's like, great, I'll just like hang out, see you guys after the show. So he kind of gets himself in this uh, predicament where he's left alone. Mm-hmm. But he also is mad that they like went with what he suggested. And it's like, buddy, you're the one who said, hey, go without me. Yeah, you shot so, yourself yeah. in the foot. Exactly. Um, he finds a porn store nearby, and he's like, I have to use my ID somewhere. So he goes to the porn store, um, and he's like, I'm going to find such a funny little trinket in here to he's show like, them. I'm going to get freaky now. And he comes with this, like, Spanish magazine that's called Mono y Mono, which, yeah, go off. Oh, it's yeah. $9, too, which was crazy. Yeah, and also, like, in his head, he's like, it's going to be really funny because I'm going to give this to Tiny and Jane to just know that, like, I had a fun, quirky night. And it's not fully well thought through because it's like, oh, your fun night was just buying a gay magazine. 
as a porn magazine like that that was it you did three hours of that yeah why not buy like a cock ring and then and then be like oh it's a bracelet and then and then just yeah. try to gaslight them into thinking it's a bracelet that's kind of funny yeah what if you did that because like if i knew will grayson one like the way i think like i do i feel like i would be on the receiving end of that he shows me this magazine i'd be like did you just spend three hours sifting through porn magazines that's kind of weird <laughs> except all right here's my defense for him they're what 17 Nick, always to the deep my point is is in high school going to a porn store would be considered cool because not everyone yeah. can do it and yeah. like buying that sure he can't get into the the bar but he can do this at least and i highly doubt will even knew what a cock ring was. So he was being as simple <laughs> cracker-esque as he could be to just just get the easiest thing that his gay friend might enjoy and also get a chuckle out of. Yeah. So that his night He needed a store easy. attendant, Meg, to help him out and find that cock ring. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, the guy running that shop was not doing business good. Um, but while Will is actually perusing this um, porn shop, we check in with Will, too, who's really excited because the hours are ticking down for him to meet Isaac in Chicago. I think he's in Indiana or a different suburb of Illinois. I don't know if we ever get where he's actually is, but he's going to take the train to get to Chicago. I had no idea. I assumed it was somewhere west um, because at some point they had like a... That's a place that's west. Yeah, they had like a Hispanic like food day at their cafeteria. So I assumed it was west of Chicago. I remember more suburbs being brought up than Evanston. Yeah. So yeah, I don't remember where, but I do agree. I think he is from like Elmhurst or Elgin or something. Okay. but he thought Isaac was from Ohio. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. Isaac was going to take a train in to meet him or drive in to meet yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. not going to happen I... because they have math leads tonight, and they need four people. <gasps> Will Grayson is the fourth seat on it, and Simon and Derek are not going to let him off the like chain for this because they Which, need like, him. Talk about bad friends. Oh, my God. Let him, let know, him, go, let him go get dick down. Are you kidding me? I know. He even, like, goes out on a limb. He's like, I have a date. And Simon's like, and? Get someone else to do it then. Yeah. Get someone else to do it. He's like, and we have math to do. Okay, nerd. It's because they weren't his friends. Like, they they really, at this point, it showed they weren't his friends. They were just proxy mates, essentially. Yeah. And then, well, the only, quote, unquote, friend he has actually replaces him being Mora. Yeah, and he has flashcards ready for her. He, like, swindles her in, gives her some money, gives her some flashcards. And he's good good to gallivant off to the city for the night. Um, so he's walking off the train, walking to their meet spot. And he's really confused because the address he was given from Isaac is a porn shop. What? And... Will one sees Will two walk in and it's just like this guy looked really afraid to be in here and he's like, Well shoot, how do I look in here? Um and the shop owner ends up confronting the first Will, being like, um, hey, you know, Will Grayson on your credit card isn't the same name as your fake ID. Um, and then Will two runs up and he's like, Did you say Will Grayson? And that's why mm-hmm. when they learn 
We have the same name. Two wheels collide. Two wheels collide. Oh, that's really good. That should be the subtitle for this book. Like, Will Grayson, Will Grayson, Two Wheels Collide. Two Wheels Collide, Um, yeah. Or if the chapters had name and, like, all of the chapters had, like, Will in the name, this would, that would have been a really good chapter name. To Will, to Grayson. I'm really trying to work a Too Fast, Too Furious joke. In here. Yeah, honestly, anytime you can get a Too Fast, Too Furious uh, in there is is funny. Um, yeah. But Will Two does like is is kind of like lingering around the first Will because like they're clearly the same age, and he's like, "Hey, do you know Isaac?" And then they they really swap stories, and Will One's like, "Nah, here's my concert story." Will Two's like, "Hey, here's my Isaac story." And mm-hmm. Will One is like, hey, buddy, I don't think Isaac's real or coming. Like, why would he give you an address to a porn shop? So Will Two's yeah. kind of hurt. That that sucks. Poor guy. I know. And he's yeah. like, no, no, no. I've memorized, like, all of his photos on Facebook. And Will's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. <sighs> but they're both kind of waiting but- on a call right now because um, uh, Will 1 wants a call from Jane. And then Will 2 gets a call from Mora and is like, well, I'm not I'm not going to not pick up because now this other Will is yeah. talking to Jane. Their phones ring at the same time. And they're like, ooh, two Will's phones are ringing. Spooky dookie. <laughs> Yes. And the call that Jane, whatever that call is irrelevant, but the Mora call is so important because it's fucking her saying that she has been catfishing Will for a year to go to Chicago to meet up with Isaac and lied to her. And and so he's like, she's punishing him for lying to her about being gay, which is fucking insane. And he chews her ass out as she should, as he should. Um, he starts sobbing. Um, John Green's will is like, are you okay? And then this will just like pours his heart out. He's like, love hurts so much because it's inextricably tied to truth. Um, and when the truth just kind of doesn't exist, what are you left with? Which I thought was a really beautiful sentiment of truth and love. Also, how would you know that at 16? It's like, uh, you're not going to know that yet. You just want to fuck probably. I know. It was, it was pretty interesting, but I feel like when you're given that kind of, um, well set up because he literally realized he was in love with someone who was not at all true um but yeah i personally had did not see this coming i didn't see it coming when i was 16 i didn't see it coming this time around either and then going back over it i thought it was wild that of course right after will and maura have that huge fight is Mm -hmm. right when isaac says hey we should finally meet up so like Mora was done with the the bit. She she was done with Will too, and wanted to really finally get him. Yeah, and it's it's just like she just wanted control the whole time. And the minute it felt mm. like it was like maybe he was like upset at her in his real life. That I was oof. I was so mad. That fucking cunt. And he calls her a cunt, which good for him. As oh my, he rightfully so. Honestly. I think this is the first time we've gotten the word cunt dropped in a Mm -hmm. YA book. And I was here for it. Like, David Levithan, congratulations. You did it. You had me one over. Congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations. You said cunt. (laughs) I really didn't even realize that was said, but that's probably because I'm not allowed to say that word, so I don't remember it. Yeah, but... um, That's fair. What an ally. Who are uh, you, Will, you know, showing up to the GSA meeting? 
Yeah, talk <laughs> about at one point in my life, I was. Um, well, while this is all, um, yeah, so Will, Will one's like, hey, Tiny, I've got someone I think you should meet. Um, and Will two does meet Tiny. So, um, he, Will one kind of is like, I'm going to let you two kids catch up and meet each other. Uh, and Will one's going to go talk to Jane and Mm -hmm. he's just going to lay it all on the line now. He's like, Hey, I like you. Um, and this, that, and the other thing. And she's like, my ex was at the show. Yeesh. And... And she says, he actually dedicated my favorite song to me by using my locker combination. Can you believe that? He never did stuff like that when we were together. So it's like, man, she's giving credit to her ex for something Will did. And Will doesn't admit it. Will doesn't say that was me. No. I was so mad. I was so mad. Like, buddy, just say no. I stopped you. And I gave them your locker combination. No, instead his approach is just to disparage Randall. Her ex is named yet another old man's name. And this works yeah. for a bit because they do kiss and then she's like, I need to get a cab home. Um, and then Will is trying to find Tiny. But when he goes back to the spot that other Will and Tiny were, um, they're not there. They're also yeah, bad. No, so they, Will's mad about this. Yeah, Will's left all alone once again for the second time this night. Which, honestly, he kind of deserves it. He kind of sucks, in my opinion. Um, But we're back. And Tiny and Will, too, now we're focusing on them. They've walked to the bean romance. Nick and I have never done that. Um, And Tiny (laughs) sings Will, too, a song from the show. (laughs) Babe, we don't go to the bean ever. You guys got to go to the bean. No comment babe um but tiny sings will to acapella a song from his show tiny dancer and will to suddenly like okay tiny's sexy um which is interesting because like like this couple would work they're so opposite i was like honestly shocked where i was like there's no way i thought tiny was really being the best tiny he could be in the moment you know very very shiny new out the package tiny everything was wonderful but also i took that as everything will to needed as far as we knew at this point in time but someone who just was completely you know confident in who they were genuine but also just loved life for the dumbest and funnest things yeah which were like kind of like music being proud just things that will to was basically completely against, had nothing in his life yeah. about it. I thought that's why he had everything, Tiny had everything Will to needed at that point in time. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I get that they're like, it's very much like an opposites attract thing, but I feel like Will 1 wasn't intuitive enough to like know that like, this is exactly what Will 2 I met 10 minutes ago needs. It really seemed like, hey, I met a gay guy and my best friend's a gay guy. Clearly yeah. they're going to fall in love. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think, I think that I kept and a bit going. I think I kept going back and forth on that because at first I was like, "Oh, it's just like they're like, let's hook the gay guys up together." But I mean, I wasn't fully realized as uh, gay in high school. But I do think there is like that's a pretty um, uh, specific gay experience of like when you're in a small town and there's only one other gay person. It 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 does make sense, kind of that it's like two birds yeah. of a feather flock together. So I was yeah. like, all right, I guess that's, I guess it's fine. I mean, I don't love that as a plot, but it's, you know, 
it'll work out for you know, a bit and it does it'll work out and because it, it does because after will too has this like mini little meltdown about like mm, i'm so different um they end up kissing um yeah and that's kind of and that's kind of great for them they kiss they kiss by the bean which is the epitome of romance uh, you guys, if you guys haven't gone on a date with your third, the bean, are you even dating? You know, dang. I feel like if you're a couple in Chicago, your your third is always the bean first. Open your relationship up for the bean, you guys. Why haven't you thought of that? Man, man, Nick and I have to have a talk after this episode. Yeah, I didn't realize this was an intervention yeah. about not going to the bean. Yeah, Nick, Nick and I need to have a talk, and Nick's, Nick's point of the conversation is going to be much different than mine. <laughs> exactly. I um, think the bean should be involved in it. That's like couples therapy, but there's no therapist. It's just the bean. <laughs> Your therapist being like, have you gone to the cloud gate? It's more commonly known as the bean. It's really reflective. You can see yourself in it. It's like a giant reflective bean. It does give a new perspective. <laughs> I do love this book. Uh, we love the bean. Not enough bean in this book. A little bit of bean not in this book, bean. but not enough. Not um, enough you know what they no. say. <laughs> Instead, Tiny, the next day at school, is like telling everyone that he killed, kissed Will Grayson. We get a little bit of a Kill Will Grayson. <laughs> No, he didn't kill him. He didn't kill him. He kissed Will Grayson, um, and they're texting now. And Will is like, wow, that must be nice. I'm running into this problem of Jane's ex-boyfriend. And and Tiny's not helpful right now. He's like, oh, he's super hot. Um, yeah, yeah. They should get back together. Will finds out that he uh, that, uh, Tiny told Jane to get back together with like her ex. And honestly, I feel like fair because Will this entire time has never told Tiny once that he actually likes Jane. In fact, he said the exact opposite. So why wouldn't Tiny be like, hey, just get back together with the guy who likes you. And if you like him, yeah. that's fine. Like, why would Will one get mad at that? I yeah, could honestly, be giving Tiny too much credit, but I feel like Tiny did that on purpose to be like, look, I knew you were kind of interested, but you didn't own up to it when it was time. Now you're mad mm -hmm. that she's got someone and he's trying to make it sink in. And if we want to go even deeper, if Tiny can it's possible um of just like he's so afraid to put himself out there maybe tiny's trying to show him that if you do put yourself out there and it hurts real bad you'll still fucking live dang yeah pretty deep that's really nice um but and now that she's with a boyfriend he does put himself out there um he tells her that he's only talking to cute girls today because he's ignoring tiny and later at his locker, Jane is like, you can't say those things because, like, technically I'm taken by my ex-boyfriend. Um, yeah, oops. but they're going to keep hanging out. They're like, we're we're still friends. They're going to go watch the auditions for the show together. Um, and that's kind of where we leave them for now because Will number two is about to dive headfirst into being gay now. Uh, he gets home and he's like, mom, by the way, gay and she's like that's cool and he's like where are is your freak out and she's like there's not really that's not really gonna happen um which i actually really loved that that was like the it was so nonchalant i felt like that was such a good thing that like will too really wanted like a drama coming out with his parent and his mom's just like i just love you buddy i was so happy that that was the scene that they put for that oh, i broke my I know. pen I really, I really liked um, that, like, up until this point, he had been really mean to his mom. And, like, I mean, you know, the teen thing of holding someone who would really understand you at arm's length. 
as a kid because you don't yeah. think that they will. Um, so I loved this because this moment kind of it starts like mending their friendship and their relationship in general mm-hmm. um, on his side. Yeah. yeah, and every I mean I felt like everything about his mom she's just such an angel like and he is almost coming to terms with the fact that he does not have to be alone in this world literally his biggest ally biggest fan is living with him all the time and she is 11 out of 10 wonderful 100% and he's got a good cover because now he can say that Isaac is tiny and everyone just calls him tiny so we get kind of a silver lining there because that kind of paid off that he never really told his mom much about Isaac. Um, and then after this, Mora does try to apologize to him. <clears throat> Doesn't work. He's done with her. Rightfully so. Mora sucks. Yeah. We hate her. Um, then he's going to march into the lunchroom and tell Simon and Derek, his two mathlete besties, that he's gay. Simon is not on board, which is gross. Simon. No, he says that's weird. And then he's like, how does that even work? Like someone sticks their dick where you shit? And I was like... I'd have no friends at this point, straight up. Yeah, yeah. But he makes a new friend. He makes a friends with another gay guy at the school named Gideon. Um, best name in the book. Best name in the book. And Gideon does, like, DJing. And they just kind of are, like, vibing on the whole, like, hey, we might not have tons in comments, but we can all, like, talk about how, like, weird this is being gay in a school like this where everyone's like kind of not on board yeah no one is like someone comments on his myspace a freaking f slur straight out the bat and i just felt really bad for him but it seems like will yeah. and Miss Gideon, they're gonna hit it off will invites him to sit with simon and david which again i think maybe don't subject another gay kid to trauma but i guess <laughs> like hey my new gay friend do you want to come sit next to my mathlete friend that hates gay people <laughs> maybe okay but like in, in will two's defense He's, he's really new to this whole out and proud thing. Yeah. So he does have to, you know, learn, I think, some lessons uh, the, the hard way. That he doesn't need to spend time with Simon. Like, I mean, listen, it's 2010. And when you're, like, fully out and immersed in being, well, you don't really have a community. It's not like you suddenly get gay friends. Like, I yeah. learned at, like, 25. And at 16, when it's 2010 and everyone thinks that the F slur is the funniest, is the easiest way to get a laugh because um, yeah, we grew up in a society that was socialized that way by media and TV, I, you kinda, I guess you kind of got to be forgiving. But that really sucks that you can't have that boundary as a 16-year-old. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. One, I, I feel like if this book was written now this entire sequence would have went a little bit differently if that was how that played out. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely had to do with the the timing they were at. And then also, I mean, these are kids, very emotional teenagers who can be quite savage for no reason other than it makes them look, look a little higher on the totem pole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And back in the will one of verse. So we thought about doing that type of thing, like kind of a will one of verse, will two universe. That was beautiful. Uh, In the will one of verse, a very caffeinated tiny picks up will one way too early in the morning. He's jittery out of his mind. Very, very coffee. Um, And tiny's like, Hey, I realized my show wasn't really about anything. It was about me. But it's not, like, a subject matter. Like, it needs to have, like, an actual theme. So he's like, I rewrote the entire thing. It's now called Hold Me Closer. It's about love. Um, and it's and he's he's on one. And Will, one, also learns that Jane's playing hooky today with her ex to go to the botanical gardens. Isn't that a bummer? Could have been the bean, yeah. though. Not as romantic as the bean. Hey, 
very different places. One's for romance and one's for gardens, you know? <laughs> one's for weddings and that's the bean. You ever seen a wedding at the bean? I'd love to. I'm sure I'm sure plenty of people do that. That sucks. <laughs> that does suck. <laughs> like that is like it's so funny because like where the bean is is such a not scenic place in Chicago. I also love that we can't stop not coming back to the bean. <laughs> it's a good callback. It's a great callback. Always call it back to the bean. Um, but will one upset that Jane is playing hooky with her boyfriend oh, is gonna yeah. go to Jane's house instead. Yeah. Well, I also yeah. picked up that Tiny's pulling away in this moment. Mm-hmm. He's he's more focused on the musical, which is fair, but in Will One's eyes, anything that's not attention on him when he wants it is bad. So he's like getting starting to get like negative feelings towards Tiny, his mm-hmm. number one ally. And it's just again, Will being dumb and he and Jane also agree to be friends here. Yeah. Like they have that chat. And I'm just like, will Will be able to move on? Doubt it. Doubt yeah, it. it's almost it's interesting because it's like all of the things that Will dislikes about Tiny, Will just is. He just dislikes the traits that he already has and can't see, you know? Yeah, I I do think it is a lot of thing that is very born out of jealousy. Um, but I also I I don't know. I feel like I've known a lot of tinies in my life. I've been a tiny in my life, yeah. and I think that the the chasing in a friendship that can get really exhausting of feeling like you yeah. are someone's second person. Um, That's so and, true. And now he's kind of refocusing all of that energy and love that he had for Tiny on obsessing over Jane. And when they describe um, just deciding on being friends, they have a pretty good moment that I think was a great conversation for Will's character. Um, And and they have a talk about Schrodinger's cat. um, And Mm. he comes to the conclusion he likes a life of not knowing what's in the box. um, Because Mm, when you take a chance, then you either open the box and it's, um, you know, a beautiful relationship or or a breakup. And he's like, yeah, you. Yeah, big no thank you energy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But back in Will 2's world, Tiny's going to come over for dinner um, for, because they're, they're boyfriends now. Um, and Will 2 is, like, excited, and then his, his kind of vibe immediately turns once Tiny gets there because, like, Tiny shows up and is like, Mom's nice car, and mm-hmm. Will 2 is very insecure because he's like, I'm not rich like Tiny's rich. And it's like... I don't think that Tiny is like rich, rich, but to obviously in Will Two's eyes, he is has more money than Will Two Two does. Um, yeah, but Tiny is like being really sweet during this entire scene. He's always like, "This apartment's great. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for cooking dinner." He gives Will's mom a gift, which is really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's like a very, very cute kind of date night. Yeah, and like after he gives. Um... Tiny or Tiny gives Will's mom the glassware. Uh, Will has like been really overwhelmed this whole time, and he's like, maybe it's okay for me to have nice things. And they make out afterwards. Um, Will is kind of questioning if he's attracted to Tiny, um, and he does the classic "I'm going to hurt you" thing. And Tiny's like, no, nah, I don't think so. It's okay. You don't have to be bad. And yeah, that's a lot of their dynamic for like a while. Is is yeah. being like I'm self destructive. Yeah, very much the the one layer in their relationship. And I would say we really get a little bit more about now we see Will too finally appreciating life a bit and like showing these signs that he isn't always depressed, like a little bit of just progress for him. 
But when it comes to anything he's insecure about, the wealth, his father, he mm-hmm. will not accept nor talk to Tiny about it. And so it's almost like he wants everything with Tiny to be shiny and golden, which as adults we know, that's not how relationships work. What? Yeah. <laughs> you better buckle up, buddy. You better go to couples therapy with the bean if that's what you're thinking. Hey. You got a couple with the What do you mean everything's not shiny and golden, <laughs> bitch? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> the next day, Will uh, won. Now, yes. Oh, but I was thinking away, Meg. Will won. He is kind of noticing that Tiny is a bit weird. He's a little off. Um, and he's like, all right, Tiny must be so busy. I'm going to go have lunch in the auditorium because he's like, they must be running a dress rehearsal. And he overhears Tiny being like to Gary, who is playing, um, Phil Grayson or whoever will yeah. is. He's like, listen, you got to be annoying. You got to be really annoying and unlikable essentially. And this makes Will start crying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Tiny does like kind of shout out like, buddy, it's just the character. It's not actually you. Will doesn't hear it. He takes it very, very personally. He gets very mad, very sad. Feels like a major, major burden. Yeah. Um, and so then he tries to call Jane, gets a voice memo. And then he calls his dad, uh, to call him in sick, and then he just like goes home, and then his dad comes and hangs out with him. Yeah, his dad was amazing. Yeah, here. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, normally, I'm not about to brag about people's parents, but his dad was just so sweet. Zipped home within 15 minutes, and then didn't pressure him. He yeah. was just there for him. It was really beautiful to see. Um, and yeah. just to go back a little bit, like yeah, tiny did defend himself, but very poorly because there was no emotion behind the defense. So it's like, I was kind of mad at both of them in this moment, mm-hmm. but I also feel like that's mm-hmm. what Will One needed to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, so. But interrupting this, Jane comes over and she has dumped her boyfriend. He is now an ex yet again. Uh, she admits that she likes Will. They end up kissing, and then she ends up staying for dinner. And the way she said it was so cute. She says, "I want to open the box." Yeah, and then there's he was like, of, "I'll open your box." There's a lot Sorry. of really good lines at the end of yeah. um, I think this chapter because one that has stuck with me for days was when um, he's like, "It's Jane who shows up, and it's not Tiny," and he's really upset. And he has this really great line of planets like tiny get new moons and moons like me get new planets. And I have been trying to figure out like which I've served in other people's lives and which I want to serve Mm -hmm. going forward. Um, We had a long talk about it. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm transitioning hopefully into a moon phase because I think being a planet feels like you suck up so many other people's energy um, and time. And don't give much back yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And and that I love that line. And then like in that sentence, like in that sequence, it feels like, you know, moons feel a lot more present and feel a lot more aware of what what where they're going and what they want to do and intentional with with who they're spending their time with and what planets they're revolving around, you know? Yeah. I love Hanging it. out with other moons, you know? Hanging out with other moons. Meanwhile, Tiny's he's having a bad day. He's skipping school. He's going to see Will Grayson too. And this Will Grayson um, has, as we know, Gideon is his gay friend. And Tiny's like a little bit jealous that they're friends. Um, and Will's kind of nervous about Tiny showing up because um, he's like, people are finally going to notice. I'm going to have to be confronted with the fact that like I'm out. And they do. They And it, it seems like Will kind of handles it with grace. He's like, 
trying to escort Tiny to the lunchroom. He's like, well, you can, like, let's meet my friends. Let's go, um, and you can meet them, and it's quesadilla day or something, and good time. Good time all around. Trying to cheer up Tiny in his own ways. Um, yeah, and it ends up getting a little awkward at times to the point where, like, Will Will is very much like, you know, this is a lot. Let's, like, leave so that way, you know, we can just have each other to ourselves. Um, and Tiny's like, that sounds like a really great idea. Um, and then Tiny's like, one more thing before we leave. Where does Mora sit? And Tiny goes up and starts confronting Mora. Uh, and Will stops her. And honestly, I kind of wish Will was just like, yep, you do your thing and uh, meet me in my car. I, w- I really wish he just kind of like kept letting Tiny tell her off. <laughs> I know. I feel like there's so much passion you have, like, especially as a kid that I think, I think have no moral compass for a bit. You don't have to take the high road. Yeah. Like, be petty. Um, he yeah. does, he does say something about when he is confronting Mora, um, where he's like, just know if you try to ruin someone's life, it only gets better. You just don't get to be a part of it. That I was like, fuck yeah, go off tiny. And also yeah. true. Yeah. Like. Which was, yeah. I mean, also he didn't want, like his whole thing was he didn't want to give Mora anything, just literally yeah. nothing. So she just was stuck in this purgatory. So it's like I understood why Tiny wanted to stand up and give her the old yell down, but like understood also Will Two's point there of the kind of slow torture. However, I don't think Will Two realized how much that weighed on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think I think too. It's like oh my god, like in partnerships, especially like if you see a partner going through it, it's like you want to do something to stand up for them, mm-hmm. and like having to take a back seat is excruciating i hate it um but they 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 disperse this situation um will two and tiny go find some swings um and they're swinging they're having a good time but the conversation changes quickly and they're starting Mm -hmm. to fight and it, it it's just very clear that they're two different kind of levels in kind of their self journeys where it's like tiny's been out for a while. This is Will's first time being out and it, it, it's not good because, Oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember the exact like thing that Will it's too like, says. He's Will like, is, Will is mad. Cause tiny is like, you're, or no, Will keeps being like, your life is so easy. And tiny's like, my life isn't easy. Like I've had to mm-hmm. build this resilience because I'm fat and I'm gay. Like I'm very presently in rooms where I'm not wanted. Yeah. And, um, uh, tiny keeps like reassuring Will. He's like, you know, I love you. And Will's like, you're not in love with me. You're in love with the fact you think I need you. Um, yeah, it's pretty harsh. And they bring well, up. also, I feel like that's also such like a high school response is where you look at somebody else and you go, they have it so easy. And it's like, you don't acknowledge that literally everybody has problems. And it's like, it's such a thing for even like adults to like have kind of a mask that they fit into. And that's exactly what Tiny's done. I really like this scene for that reason, because it's like, we do get that dimension of Tiny being like, yes, like the reason I am the way I am is literally a product of how people have treated me. Um, yeah, but they break up as Maggie said, they break up. Will starts crying to his mom. He's IMing tiny later. He's like really trying to salvage things. Um, but it doesn't really feel like there is any salvaging. No. Um, and then back at Evanston school, will one and tiny, they're like talking again. 
but it's it's really basic and generic and bland conversations. Like it just does, it feels very removed. Um, so Will one is yeah he being a little dramatic know that and they he's broke like broke up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know, but like Will one is being a dramatic like dramatic of being like the friendship is over, and it's just like buddy, like you haven't even talked about like your feelings at all. It can't be over until yeah. <laughs> until that. Like let's take a step back. I mean, they're yeah. talking, but they're not saying anything, exactly. which Will describes as probably more painful. Um, it's it's like one of the first insights to his emotions he's actually said. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's sad, but it's also just pitiful. Yeah. It's kind of, it, um, and I mean, it reminds me of this one passage that I will definitely forget about, um, that at some point, I think Tiny's like saying, because this a whole book is about like breakups, um, and mm-hmm. he's bringing up that like in romantic relationships, you have like the falling in love and then the breakup and like points are mm-hmm. mapped out. But in friendships, you just are friends and then you're that forever. So breakups hurt a lot more in friendships because you're never expecting mm-hmm. it. And I was like, that is very profound. Um, I completely yeah. agree. So. Yeah. Um, and also in, in this instance, Will, one, does like kind of say that he's tired of being Tiny's plan B. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as if that wasn't, you know, enough for him to think about, Jane comes up to him and being like, hey, we need to define this relationship and put a label on it. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's an interesting day. kind of juxtaposition. Yeah, it's like they, they've only been together for a little bit, but they're going to do that. But somehow, something that weirded me out about this, where it's like Jane was like, hi, I'd like to, you know, put really like a label on our box, essentially. Uh, and then like through this, Will, one, realizes that he's kind, he's also been a jerk to Tiny and is like, I need to go apologize to Tiny and I was I I read it a couple times because I wasn't really sure like how he got there. Uh, I mean, I'm glad that he did, but I was just like, this is an interesting kind of pairing to have here. I kind of read it as Tiny was the only person he could tell in his life that he was dating someone. Uh, so that's, that's why I thought yeah. he was like, I need to go find him in the dog out. Yeah, mm, I similar to you, Maggie. I thought that was Tiny's the person to tell him to stop being full of shit and to go do something about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's what was slowly happening, not happening when Jane asked that question. He was about ready to follow his dumb rules instead of actually commit. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. That's true. And he yeah, comes in fair. hot and oh. quick with this dugout because he is like talking to Tiny. He's like, listen, you're really self-involved. You make me feel like shit. And Tiny's like, you're really self-involved too. You're not, yeah, not guilty. I like this was one of my favorite parts of the book because it was like they were both like very giving and acknowledging of like I am bad, you are bad, we are both bad. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it wasn't like uh well you did this and I you you like no 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 it wasn't trying to point the finger it was just like yeah we both suck and I really really enjoyed that because it's like it was a very uh very mature conversation I don't think any of the fights I had in high school would have ever went this way, but I wish they had. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I was way too afraid of confrontation. Exactly. <laughs> um, but now that they've made up, time, like uh, Will One is like, I want to help any way I can with the musical, and Time is like, great, knew you were going to say that. He has a note prepared that he hands them. And also, I also love that because it, it shows, because like, you know, pages ago, Will One was like, 
you know, this friendship is over, this, that, the other thing, it is dead. But it also, by Tiny having this note, it shows that Tiny is aware that, like, fights happen and exist. And then, like, in the grand scheme, they're not important. And they're going to come back to what they were. Because he was ready. He was ready for them to make up. He, Tiny knew that this was just a sliver of everything. Yeah. And it wasn't as as deep as Will 1 was making it. And he has this cute little note of thing like, Will 1 and Jane, here's exactly what I need from you. Thank you so much for offering to help with the show. Um, and I actually really like that because it, it also gave more depth to, to Tiny by doing this too. Yeah, I do love the mindset that it's like an argument or a big blowout is just a conversation. Like yeah. I, I never ever, ever want to lose my friendship. So I'm like, exactly. Well, good thing we talked about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah and like it showed tiny's emotional maturity a ton and yeah. tiny even paints himself as this character of just like i'm fabulous and i'm big yeah but when it kind of got down to it yeah it was that that third dimension of tiny and will like appreciating it more appreciating the fact that tiny is a lot like deserves a lot more credit than will regularly gives him yeah i think it would have been yeah. very easy for either of these authors to lean into like well tiny's just extra and he's fun he likes musicals but it's like they both have had very good moments of giving tiny like the he's a real person like where um in uh, david levithan scene of you know tiny saying hey i have problems too and i i do this as a front and now john green doing this entire kind of sequence of um very much hinting at that like yeah tiny's very aware of how arguments and friendships kind of work tiny is a diamond in the rough and will grayson number two He's kind of realizing it because he's talking to his mom. He's like, I feel really bad for dumping Tiny. And she's like, I think you should still go to his play and gives the worst advice in the book, which is you should befriend Mara again. No, mm-hmm. no, mom. We we loved you. We loved you for like 250 something pages at this point. And that is wrong. But mom Insane. didn't know. That's true. Mom didn't know oh, why yeah. they had a falling That's out. That's a very good defense. Mom doesn't okay. know that Mora okay. catfished her son for a year. Mom only knows that Mora right. was the main person who was Will's friend. Yeah, that's okay, fair. So then, after Will, this, Will too should tell his mom. After this, he talks to Will Grayson about love, whatever. He's like, I might go to the show. Give me a give Tiny a heads up if I come. Um, whatever, that goes by. So the real villain then here is Gideon because the next day Gideon's like, you shouldn't have left things the way you did with Mara before I take you to the play. Go talk to her. What is going on? No. Yeah. Gideon's bored. Gideon (laughs) wants to fuck some shit up right now. And I love that. We thought like we thought Tiny was extra. Gideon stirs the pot, bitch. (laughs) Gideon's going to wreak havoc on his school. And we just have the most um, insane scene where Will goes over to Mora and he's like, I'm sorry for also being shitty. That's fine. Whatever. I don't think he led her on. He was just trying to express a boundary and clearly didn't trust this woman with a boundary. Um, and he's like, you were shittier, uh, but I could have just been honest with not wanting to be your boyfriend or best friend. And she's like, okay, but I don't get it. Cause like you liked Isaac. So why not me? Why not me? Which like, and girl, like, what do you mean? He's like gay. he's out to the whole school and you still don't get it. He had a boyfriend coming to the lunchroom two days ago and you're still like, but why doesn't he like me? Like, no. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I will say the only good thing about this conversation is that it is much more of a closure talk than it is a like a but let's bygones be bygones. It's not like a let's get back together. Let's kind of sweep this under the rug. It is very much like a we are not friends for each other. Exactly. And yeah. I want to point out that Will apologized first. Will starts the combo, is the bigger person because yeah. Mora's not going to do that. No. Mora's going to continue no. to be shitty and Will is finally like cutting her off and moving on, which I yeah. did I did think okay, I think Gideon knew that and was doing it or it was just being a chaos mm. monster, which is great <laughs> because at least it worked out. But no. Will needed to be the person to start it, to end it and to move on. Yeah. For himself. Yeah, and Mora just gets to be the mm-hmm. shitty, horny girl that she is. Exactly. And she is. <laughs> she is. Um, Meanwhile, but um, ladies um, and gents. Yeah, we're here, baby. We're here. We oh, we, we both we both had good segues. You go. You got it, Meg. I was just gonna say, it's the day of the play, and boy is tiny nervous. Mm-hmm. He's vomiting everywhere. Not good for He's his sick. Voice. He's gotten food poisoning. He has to chug a whole bottle of Pepto-Bismol, which I was like, you are not supposed to chug a whole bottle of that. I don't think it was food poisoning either. I think it was just nerves. Well, he said he got something from like Burrito Express. Yeah, that was just nerves, I think. Okay. I think so. Don't blame the restaurant. uh, (laughs) I blame the restaurant. You can. You can. I've gotten food poisoning. It's awful. But he asked Will Grayson, number one, he's like, can you go look um, if other Will is here? And Will's like, I can't find him. So Tiny's feeling a bit better. And after he's just chugged this Pepto-Bismol, he's like, I'm ready to take the stage. And oh, he is. my gosh. He made a whole ass dugout for one set. I'm sorry. Can we talk about the production vo- value on the this? The production value of this musical? Like, y'all, we have to like think about like Tiny is like very smart because it's not that he just like to write a musical is not just oh you're writing dialogue it is you are writing dialogue you are writing songs you are writing music like tiny has to be some sort of genius to be able to write a two-act musical and then also rewrite the entire musical over the course of a couple of nights like that's insane that's a lot of that's a lot of production it's a lot of thought Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's an entire dugout. They do this whole baseball scene. The cool thing about this musical is, uh, I will say, okay, before I say the cool thing, the uncool thing about this musical is I wanted to see more of what was actually in the musical because we only get snippets of it. Yes. But Will Grayson gets to watch it from the sidelines, Will one, and kind of see like the good ways that Tiny interprets his friendship. So a lot of it was in Will's head, which is, I think, really, really smart. I, the way I do like that. I was just going to yeah. say, when will media learn that we want to see the play? Anytime someone in a book or a movie is like, we are writing the play. I want to see the whole play. Oh, I'm still mad about Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. There's an entire musical at the end of that movie and they showed us bits and pieces and I'm like, but what's it about? They were fighting over the part of Eliza for so long and we do not know what it's about still. Yeah. I was thinking Euphoria yeah. most recently, but I guess. Yeah, that's like another good that. example. It drives yeah. me crazy. Yeah. Show it to me. Like, just show me the, like, you took the time to write it in, write the entire thing, and show your work. It's like a math problem. Yeah. You have to show your work. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. 
Um, we get a, like, um, a montage of scenes. There's some light bullying in the dugout. Um, we get tinies defended by a tiny Will because um, they're babies. Uh, tiny comes yeah. out to his parents. Yeah. Then he comes out to Will at Pride. Um, and then there's Will being annoying when Tiny hangs the posters. And then it's yeah. the second half. We're in the second half. Yeah, and also Gideon and Will number two did not time their arrival out because they're showing up second act of the play, which kind of rude. And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm just going to call Will Grayson, who is helping manage the stage. Um, And he calls this other Will during the show. And I'm like, buddy, time and a place. That is disrespectful. Yeah, I don't think John Green's been backstage, nor nor Leviathan or... Levithin. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they have a full conversation, like, as, like, one of the numbers or scenes that are going on. And Will, too, is like, hey, I have a really good idea and plan in play right now. You just have mm-hmm. to go with it and wait for it to happen. And Will, one's like, yep. okay, Will, too. Okay. Okay. So the second act of this whole drama this whole theater scene is um uh T- tiny's running through all of his ex-boyfriends which are 18 ex-boyfriends and he does all of this um he, so it's and then he gets to the big breakup scene on this swing set with will too and will's like i don't really remember this scene i don't think i was that self-destructive or calling myself a hand grenade uh, but maybe yeah and tiny does make a bit of a oopsie and he seems to be saying that depression just kind of happens and it's possible to be happy and will was not so stoked about this but he's just gonna he's just gonna drive through with his plan anyways yeah and this ends up being like the final scene in the play too because it's like tiny like swings up from the swing set that's on the stage and like gets up into the rafters somehow again i don't think john green understands blocking or david Levinson like for that matter onto the rafters <laughs> yeah and then it's like he's like yelling like my name's tiny cooper and this is my story and i'm like so you're telling me will you just showed up at the very like last number of this interesting um <laughs> well i read that differently he made it for the second act because like oh. they closed doors after act two began and then they waited but they waited sense. until the big moment because will two's main goal of this whole book was to steal tiny cooper's show-stopping ending uh that's your interpretation no no no, no i'm kidding i thought it was rude that he I mean, planned he this to yeah! steal end, but so much of the last two chapters was kind of out there that yeah. I was like whatever I You're accept along it for the ride. um but I I've a lot written at the okay. end that you are going to love and hate then let's talk about this ending because so now tiny cooper is either like standing on rafters hanging from rafters talking about how he's like the writer and the I'm the protagonist this is I, I I we don't we don't know and so it seems like the end is like Tiny catapults off this swing set. He's like holding onto the rafters. Again, gymnastics. Doesn't really make any sense. And then he sings about how it's not about falling, but it's about landing in love. And the whole ending, the whole ending is just Will organizing, like unionizing all the Will Graysons in the Will area too did the this. Mm-hmm. to Will too did this, yes. Yeah. Not not the first Will. And they all stand up after Tiny um says that he is like deserving of love or something. He's like, this is my story. And they say, my name is Will Grayson and I appreciate you. Um, 
all these random Will Graysons. One's really hot. Shouts out his number. Good yeah, for they call Tiny. Him God in, but in the I mean, like Nick said, like you said, Nick. I mean, it's like it stole his whole play, and he yeah. wrote that. He stayed up breaking his mind over it. Yeah, like, and you're ruining like the final moment of it. Like you're ruining like the people who are working on this play. You're ruining it for the people in the audience who are like, what the fuck is going on? Why are there a hundred Will Graysons here? So I'm optimistic that this was the Friday show and that (laughs) that he had a Saturday show to get his ending at least. Um, But, you know, a little surprise on opening night. It's always going to happen. From the audience, not so often, but hey, actors, the show must go on. Uh, We all know this. So Yeah. yeah, I'm just optimistic there was a second show. Yeah, but that's, like, literally the ending. Like, no one takes their bows. There's no, like, final, like, tiny moment of being, like, I can't believe you guys did that or anything like that. It is literally just, like, yeah, and we appreciated Tiny. We have no reaction from Tiny. No. He's either loving it or <laughs> so mad. Yeah, and it's also, like, I yeah. feel like this also, this entire thing would have made more sense if Will wanted organized it. But that, like, Will 2 dated him for a week and had to do this is a little weird. So. It is. Like, you don't. Well, they dated for four weeks, um, two oh, yeah. days, and, like, 18 hours. You're right. I to, forgot about to that. To actually, to fact check you there. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> um, But it's still weird. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. So that was just a little weird ending for us. It doesn't, it doesn't really feel. Like, I. it was weird to have, like, a big grand gesture be the end and have it still feel so like yeah. empty and unfulfilling okay okay Dude, they well, did the same what? thing okay. with looking for alaska where like in the looking for alaska prank it was like they built it up for pages and then we get to it and we're like that's it yeah mm-hmm. well i think also the fact that like this had no build-up like we didn't see anything about will like why he was doing this or why he had to organize this so yeah. What do you I think it's I think it's time for my different opinion. Okay. Uh if I may. So Okay. Um yes. so one, Please, there was plenty yours. of buildup. It was the whole freaking book because of Tiny Show. Got it. Um, but mm. the thing was I'm I don't have a quote here, I could be wrong, but I believe that when Will One and Will Two are talking about Tiny right before they put the plan into motion. They do say nice things about him and kind of like how he is a good person. Mm-hmm. To me, I read it as Will Two learned quite a bit from Tiny just because Tiny started to bring him a little bit out of his depression and show him that he can be, you know, a proud gay man. He can be a quiet gay man. He can be whatever gay man he wants to be and that he will still be loved. Mm-hmm. And Will One especially yeah. realized that he needed to appreciate Tiny Cooper much, much more than he ever did. Yeah. So that's where I felt they came in with that, um, I'm Will Grayson and I appreciate you. But that was also the day before the show. How yeah. would they have organized this within 24 hours? Um, Will Two is a mathlete and Gideon is a DJ. That's true. So they're covering yeah, everyone right. in Chicagoland yeah. between those two you're things. You're right, and I'm wrong. But then I just wrote... You're right. Very cute, happy ending. Will 1 is with Jane and delighted. Will 2 has made so much progress. Even if Tiny and him don't get together, he is happier Aww. and fuller, and so is Tiny, at least show-wise. Yeah. Be cute. Gotta end with Will Grayson, Will Grayson shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I will say it's interesting Aww. that this book called Will Grayson, Will Grayson ended up being so much about Tiny, 
there's like um, a little, I don't know if this is in your book, Meg, but at the back of ours, there's like a little like kind of conversation with David uh, Levithan and John Green. And apparently John Green created mm-hmm. Tiny and David Levithan was so excited because he was like, this is like a character that I would write. And so he was like, I just feel like we're already in the same headspace to write this book. Um, and he became such a focal point because they just both liked writing Tiny as a character so much. So that's kind of where this book like led in a way that they weren't expecting, which I thought was a really cool thing to learn. Yeah, That's yeah. really sweet. Yeah. I, love that, I love that John Green was like, oh, please, I'm begging, I'm begging to be, um, ableist and yeah <laughs> no okay well, tiny was a good character but i will say he's got a weird thing about his fat jokes it's yeah. weird that is and, true and but john green did also mention that like he had as somebody who has a very basic name he's met a lot of john greens in his time um so he does kind of have a weird oh. connection to this book yeah i can, I can kind of get that i don't know i i felt at the end tiny cooper was the protagonist the that's whole so story, true because both wills Nothing would happen if it weren't for kind of the planets that they orbited. They yeah. were both moons. And Tiny was... They were both moons. Yeah, Tiny was a planet who really put pulled both of those Will moons into his orbit. Will moon. And I felt like helped them progress to be where they needed to go. Um, so I really thought this story ended up being just so much more about Tiny and his effect on people mm-hmm. than the Will yeah. Graysons. Yeah. Yeah. Which is your favorite Will? I think I like Will 2 more. I feel like Will 2 had a better arc in the story. Um, and I also felt like he... Yeah, I liked Will 2 more. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Will 1. Just because he... Contrarian. He really reminded me of how to be such an emotionally idiotic person <laughs> at the age of 16. Like, Aww. I related to that a ton. I loved Will too. I loved his progress, but yeah. I just couldn't relate as much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he was really relatable with how he, um, I am speak. And then also, yeah. I think um, I, at some point in the book, I was like, oh, I can tell a gay man is writing this. So. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And David Levithan is gay. That. I don't know that, if we, we led with that, but David mm. Levithan is a, a, gay, a gay person, gay man. <laughs> am I saying that right? Gay man, gay person? Which, <laughs> I think you are. I think you're doing is that, a is that, job. Is that is that is that piece? I'm gonna bully you both into coming to my GSA, and I'm gonna set you guys up. Okay. 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 Perfect. We can't wait. Then we'll go to the bean. Yeah. Then we'll go to the bean. Finally. <laughs> We've never bean. been to the bean together. Speaking of the bean, who is speaking of the bean? A, a character who should be canceled. Who is your canceled character? Yeah. Let's do our canceled character, Elex. Uh, Nick. As our guest, you get to elect the canceled character that you want to pitch. And if Maggie and I have counters, we will counter. Okay, but like, I just feel like it's too mm-hmm. easy. It's it could it's be Mora. easy. It's got to be Mora. Yeah. A part of me wants to say like we could oh, cancel sure. the hideout because hindsight's twenty twenty. But um, we can cancel Mora because she sucks. She oh, was Mora awful. Sucked. She didn't even like. She deserved to be ripped from the book. Like, I really just wish. I wish Will to never talk to her at the very very end. Yeah. Um, but then no, that leaves us with our, our top five for this episode. We love our top five. Um, for this episode, we're going to do our top five additional Will Grayson screen names. I aming is a very big part of this book. 
Will Grayson does, uh, Will Grayson mm -hmm. 2 does change his screen name after the whole Isaac shenanigans. So we were thinking, hey, we could come up with even more screen names for any other time these guys need to change their screen names. Um, I'll start with number five because I came up with this one and it wasn't very good. Um, but uh, the screen name of I will rock you, but with like a U lowercase instead of spelled out. Um, it's snappy. It's short. It would work in a screen name fashion because both of their names mm -hmm. are Will. That's true. Love it. Yeah. Meg, you got to um, get number for four. For number four, this was a joint effort. <laughs> it wasn't? On Nick and I's That's true. part. I think so for sure. Um, so number four is going to be Grazing Grayson Moo Moo. Yeah. Um, the Grazing Grayson, if you're wondering, the origin of it came from Nick's mind. And I wanted to s s slap on a little Moo Moo Maggie just did to a make yes it lovable. And, um, and also it would have been a different book if one of them was really into like farming or cows. Or was a cow. <laughs> or was a cow. Oh. Yeah. Honestly, it doesn't say that they're both human. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, when hard. you argue that way. So. It's tough. Um, Nick, you should say number three because you came up with that one. All right. Number three. Um, well, oh, yeah. Will you gray something? Yeah. Um, you know, it, we're going to add another you there to save us on our characters. These screen names are limited. But, you know, this is this honestly <laughs> came from me and the song. Um, say something, I'm giving up on you. And I was looking for a way to throw gray into a screen name. So gray something. Will you gray something? Um, and then number two, coming in very hot since they made an appearance at the very beginning of the book. Actually, they didn't, but they were mentioned. Um, Meg suggested this. We, we, we kind of spitballed on it. Neutral Wilk Hotel. That's a good screen name. I think it's an incredible screen name. Great. Uh, Meg, bring us home. And then number... Hey, thank you. Number one, um, since it seems like Will too, just he had a lot going on. Um, we want a screen name could be Will to Live. And it's number two. I think maybe if you say it enough, if you say Will to Live enough and you see it enough, maybe you get it, you know? Exactly. That or at least you get your legal documentation done so that your family is not left behind. It works both ways. Uh <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um well awesome that's gonna be it for this episode of yeah we read it um nick we want to thank you again for joining us and where can the listeners keep up with you or find you oh my gosh um yeah so happy to be here yeah we read it finished uh my top five of podcasts last year and i highly recommend to everyone really to listen to every single episode you can get your hands on even if you haven't read the book this you actually like it even more because it's just your friends telling you a great story and we have 94 episodes that you can listen to so yeah it's worth it um but yeah, you can find me at, uh, I mean, my, my Instagram at is the underscore Nick underscore Olson. Um, and from there, you can pretty much find me anywhere else I want you to find me. We love it. Um, Nick is also a musician at Fair Nick enough. underscore Ultra. You should listen to that too. Um, but if you're trying to get in touch with any of our 94 episodes, this is our 94th episode. Um, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us wherever you get your, your podcast. And if you do maybe rate and review us, that could be fun. And if you want to follow us on Twitter and TikTok, we're at yeah, we read it. And then on Instagram, we are at Maggie underscore and underscore Laura. 
And then if, I mean, you want to send us an email, we are open to that too at Present at gmail.com. And that's going to be it for this episode. We'll see you next week for our final John Green novel of the season. I can't believe we've made it, but it's going to be exciting. Uh, and thank you all for listening. We'll see you then.